various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery in an age of personal music delivery systems. It's Friday, everybody. It's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour. Mutiny Radio, the happiest of happy hours that exist for comedy in the whole world. Or whatever. I created the world. It's my meta mind. Whatever. We have really great comedians for you guys tonight here on Mutiny Radio. I'm so excited. They've uh, all just, you know... I'm sorry, I've been eating pot treats all day, so I'm going to be a mess all night. It's going to be fun. Can't drink anymore here at Mutiny Radio, so now I'm just going to be more high than is possible before I walk in the door. Your first comedian, I don't think she gets to do that. I think she has a real job and doesn't get to test the limits of marijuana consumption. But what she will do right now is test your limits of comedy consumption, because she's going to make you laugh so hard you might hurt yourself. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Brooke Heineken! Yay! Only those with real lives are tensing by this fear. Stars, mid-convert. How are you guys doing? All few of you. Uh, Pam's right, I do have a real job. Um, My job is that I'm a a malware analyst, which means it's my job to find malware on the internet, uh, which means I look at pornography all day so that you don't have to. <laughs> Happy to fall on that sword for you. Um, I have, and I tell people that, they usually ask me like what, where are the safe places online that you can go uh, to see that stuff and not get a virus? And I have to tell them that unfortunately you're better off sleeping with a tenderloin prostitute because you're gonna get infected either way. Um, I, the internet is dark and full of terrorists. Yeah, that's a a new one. Um, I've been having trouble with this bit about, uh, well, okay, first, so my family's Irish. I don't know if you, I talk a lot about Ireland, uh, um, and my family's very proud of the fact that we came over in 1863, uh, which they really try and, like, underline that we were a famine family, uh, even though no one in my family looks like they've ever heard the word famine. Uh, but I think that my grandmother really tries to make that clear to people so that they all know that we came over here too late to own slaves, but too early to be Nazis. Just like in that solid famine sweet spot. Uh, my mom's got that wonderful Irish sense of parenting, you know. Uh, every time I told her I, like, hurt myself, she was always the, the first to tell me um, to get over it. Uh, no, that was not how it was. Oh, that I'd be okay. That everything would be okay. You're fine. Uh... And uh, one time I got really sick, and uh, she finally realized that I, I, my appendix had ruptured and took me to the hospital 10 days later. I remember the, the look, that was like the last thing I remember for a solid month was the look on her face when she realized that I was actually really sick. And she looked very upset and very worried, and she bent down and said to me the three words that parents say to their children when they know that they've screwed up. She said, never tell anyone. Uh, and then I was on morphine for months. So I don't remember. Um, I've been working really hard on this bit about the parent trap that just doesn't land, so I'm going to try, keep trying it. Are you familiar with the movie The Parent Trap? Yes. Have you seen it? Okay. Uh, 
So the movie is about like a set of twins that were separated by their divorcing parents at birth, and then they meet at a summer camp, and then they trick their parents into getting back together. Uh, but the movie makes you make a lot of logical leaps, you know. Um, for example, in order to enjoy that movie, you have to buy into the concept that at one point, two people were getting a divorce, and one of them turned to the other and said, you want to just each keep one? Like, we'll each pick our favorite baby and never see our other child again. And the other parent was like, bingo, who gets to pick first? Who gets first? Was I first round draft pick baby? Uh, and some divorce court judge was like, that's clearly in the best interest of the children. Like, case closed. Next. Uh, like, if I had found out that my parents had gotten divorced and decided to each take a child, I would not want to meet the parent that didn't keep me. I know. Uh, I, um, if my parents can make it work, they, didn't, they haven't spoken since I was five, and I still managed to live with the both of them, so. But, uh, yeah, and then some, like they, some script writer pitched that to a production company, and they said, that sounds like the next great family-friendly movie, and they made it. They made it twice, actually. They made it with in the 80s, and then they made it again in the 2000s with Lindsay Lohan playing both twins. And like a split, I remember that because it was like the first big win for split screen uh, picture making, which is a big fuck you to all set of twins in Hollywood. Because uh, there's actually scenes where you can see Lindsay Lohan is, is talking to herself and then hugging herself as if she's her only real friend, which is some real foreshadowing for Lindsay Lohan. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, then there's like the big plot twist is there's this like blonde slinky hoe that comes in and tries to steal Dennis Quaid away from, from Natasha Richardson, RIP. Uh, and you're supposed to hate the slinky hoe. And at one point, one of the Lindsay Lohan says to the slinky hoe, like, can you even drink alcohol? Are you even 21? And the hoe replies back the most terrifying words in that whole movie. She says, oh, sweetheart, I'm 26. Now, what I would have said out loud at the time, but I couldn't because my mouth was full of Reese's cups, was, I'm pretty <laughs> How are you to be there? All right, I'm think done. Thanks, guys. Why can't you see? Jay's 26! Yes! Well, not anymore. Brooke Heineken, everyone. Yay, yay, and then yay! I agree. Poor Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God. I, you know what? I really enjoy looking at pictures of her because I'm 42 and she looks older than me and it makes me feel like I'm doing something right with my life. Fuck you, Mom. I don't look like Lindsay Lohan and she's 12 years my junior. Your next comedian. Wow, she looks young. It's amazing. Uh, I also got a, a peek of her new hair. Excited. We missed her. It's been about six weeks since we've seen her at happy hour. I'm excited that she's back. She was hiding away, being famous somewhere else. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Sabrina Miller! Three is the new two. This keeps happening to me. <laughs> oh, it kind of makes me nervous, because like Tesla and I have that in common. We're all about the number three, so. All right. I'll just pretend someone went before me. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't... Uh, I haven't been to Mutiny Radio for a while. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I kind of got sidetracked. Uh, you know, honestly, I really haven't felt like myself in the, you know, I haven't felt like myself during the, the past few weeks. Um, actually, I've been, you know, I've been staying in bed a lot and like in a dimly lit room and 
binge watching a lot of uh, a lot of shows. And no, I'm not depressed. I'm actually in a relationship. There are a lot of similarities, you know. Like I said, being in the dimly lit room, lots of um, ice cream and lots of moaning. Apparently, just a different type of moaning. Um. All right, shaking the rust off here. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, actually, yeah, I've uh, I've really been mixing it up. I've gone to a couple of mixed open mics, uh, the Utah and Cafe International. I'm sure you guys have heard of them, and. I actually sang. I performed an original song that I wrote. All right, that's all I get. All right, thank you, Brooke. Well, thank you, Brooke. I appreciate that. So I performed an original song. I was really nervous. I, I didn't even have a title for it, but after I sang the song, I, I had a title, and I, I call it Why I'm Gonna Stick With Comedy. That's the title of it. <laughs> or alternately, uh, uh, stick with comedy, Sabrina. Duh. Jesus Christ. What else do I want to talk about here? No, no, God, no. No, I would not do that to you. <laughs> um, well, I, I turned 38 this year. <laughs> Yay. Well, I'm glad you guys are excited about it. I'm not so excited about it. Um, I can't believe I'm pushing 40 here. Okay. And when I told one of my friends that I turned 38, she couldn't believe it. She was like, Sabrina, I thought you were 25, 27 tops. Girl, what is your secret? And I was like, hun, it ain't just sunscreen. Uh, the secret to youthful skin in your late 30s is a two-step process. Uh, step one, be born in the wrong body. Important first step. Uh, step two, just immerse yourself in gender dysphoria because there is nothing like a daily depression facial for about a quarter century before you transition to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. It's like, yay, compensation from the universe at last. Hooray. I sound like Pam. Yay. I don't know. Um, oh, here's another thing. I was, uh, apparently when you're 38, you go to Phil's coffee shop, you get on your smartphone, you try to reconnect with classmates from your graduating class in high school. And I found 62 of them registered on classmates.com or wherever. So I'm like, I'm scrolling through, I'm going down memory lane, then I come across Andrew. And I'm like, I remember him. We weren't close friends, but he always said hi to me. He was always nice, never had a bad word to say about anyone. So I'm thinking, what is he up to? You know? And I'm hoping he's a late bloomer when I click on his bio. And it reads, she, Yes, she is originally from Minnesota. She currently resides in uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia and works for the Navy. And I was like, oh my God. Like, what are the chances? Like, what are the sheer chances that in a graduating class of less than 120, I wasn't the only one who transitioned from male to female? Yeah, yeah, the cra that's the crazy thing. We both had the same first name back in the day. No fucking joke. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the name assigned to me at birth was Andrew. You, no, seriously, you can't make this. I'm not making this up. I am not making this. This is crazy. Like, there's probably a better chance of me getting hit by a meteor. <laughs> Just a tiny meteor, right? Just, like, hitting me in the head. Um, let's see what else to... Um, I, like, I, yeah, I thank you, Pam. I had no idea what I was going to say when I came up here. So I got one minute, right? Thank God. Um... <laughs> So my skin is 20-something, um, but, but my boobs, and this is one of the biggest perks, the girls are only like three years old. 
because I didn't start my transition until I was in my early 30s. And my vagina, even younger. <laughs> so like when one of my friends used to ask me how one of my hot dates went, uh, I could say to her, well, you know, we, like, we really hit it off. We went back to his place. One thing led to another. And like, oh my god, I never knew statutory rape could be like this. Technically it is. Experienced penis going into a uh, toddler age vagina. And I will end on toddler age vagina and leave, that with, leave, uh, leave you guys with that. All right, back to Pam Benjamin, everybody. Toddler age vagina, toddler age vagina. New song about toddler age vagina. I think that that would be a fun new song. That's, I just made up a rap song for you, or a punk song. Hey, everybody, clap wildly for Sabrina Miller. Yay! Yay! Toddler Age Vagina, the name of a new band coming to San Francisco near you. Is Roger Lopez here? I don't, like, know him, so I, there he is. Yes, he got that last-minute sign-up, and he's got fluffy feathered hair, and he's going to wow you right now. Clap your hands like you haven't clapped before for Roger Lopez! I already forgot the first thing I was going to say. Oh, my hair. Oh, I have the secret to you listening at, folk, at home. What's the secret behind beautiful hair? It's uh, Sabrina. It's genetics. Genetics. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, that's about it. Genetics, and uh, you know what? I don't wash it. I don't wash it. I mean, I wash it with water. I'm gonna clap some. Yeah, hell yeah. Cause I just use the water that you usually would to like rinse down your body. I use that, and I like put it like right here, and I really get deep on it. Like I scratch real good. It feels good. But I haven't used shampoo or conditioner in months. Dude, months. I use it sometimes, but not all the time. It's a pretty sweet life, man. It's a pretty sweet life. I've been doing this since I was 16, so I'm going on a lot of years doing this shit. No. Oh, you're way off. <laughs> no, not washing, not using shampoo. Like, I'd use it sometimes, but not all the time. Um, it's great to be here. When I was, uh, last time I was here, the stage was over there. And then they had, like, rows of, rows of benches. And then that was the only time, I guess, Pam wasn't here. And then they had a guest host. Uh, I remember eating fat dick then. <laughs> Real bad. I'm not saying it's got no, it's gotten a lot better, but I'm still eating fat dick. It just it's the way it's the way of life, you know. You you get better. You still eat fat dick though, man. You you never get away from that. Uh, it was a good night though. It was a year and a half ago. Uh, yeah, like a year and a half ago. Uh, it was it was nice. You guys can't. I thought you could, could you drink beer before? Was that a thing? Yeah, I used to be. Yeah. And then now, that's a wrap. Yo, I, I saw the poster over here on the for the rent thing. 2,000 bucks ain't bad. I know, right? Dude, that's a sweet deal for this space. In San Francisco, this shit costs a lot to live here. Supposedly, like, it costs more to live here than it does in New York. It depends. There you go. All right, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm just regurgitating what I hear. Uh, my girlfriend lives here. She's graduating on the 20th uh, from uh, SF State. It's so great. Um, I told her, uh, I told my mom, like, hey, uh, sh she'll be coming out making like 45 Gs. And uh, then she'll replace you, you know, like that way you that you don't have to take care of me no more. She can take care of me now because uh, I'm slinging these jokes for a while and uh, hasn't paid. Hasn't paid. That's about it. Just hasn't paid. 
and my girlfriend killed it. I really helped that out, man. 45 G's. My mom's worked at the CVS 16 years to make 45. And my girlfriend's 22 coming out of college <laughs> making bank. That's great, dude. I got it made, dude. Woo. I've never gotten applause for that, but thank you guys, you know. Uh, uh, in the state of California, if you're married over five years and you get divorced, the person that makes the most pays the person like that doesn't make as much for life or until they get married. That's a good deal, man. I'm not going to get We've been together seven years. Yeah, yesterday was our anniversary. It was nice. She told me, like, hey, uh, cut your hair because it was longer before I came on Wednesday. And then uh, I was like, all right, you just have to blow me a lot. And she was like, all right. But then I was like, all right, I'm fucking this up. But then uh, I said anal, but then her parents are coming over, like, right now. So anal's out the, out the table. Uh, I'm a little upset, but, you know, we have many years. Fox, thank you guys very much. Roger Lopez, America's number one feminist. Yay! Yay! Proponent of feminism. I love it. Yay! First you suck off your mom's titty, then you suck off your girlfriend's titty. Yay! Women can do it all by themselves. Men don't have to do anything. We can do it all for them. Yay! Feminism. Yay! <laughs> your next comedian, he runs it all by himself. Actually, before we get to that... Arden, do you have an extra like donut in there for me? Can I eat one of your donuts, Arden? Yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Your next comedian is not Arden, though. But he is another comedian who has a show on the station. It's every Friday, Saturday, from 4 to 6. It's an awesome open mic. It's called James and Austin's Cool Show, but he's cooler than that. Clap your hands together, everybody, for James Mora! Yay! How we doing? Doing our okay? You guys hooking up the tip jar? Is that for us? Pam, are we encouraged to... Is that, is that for like the audience or is that for... Everybody. Just whatever? Okay. Cool. All right, guys. It's, uh, it's tough to be white nowadays, huh? It's pretty tough to be white. Well, on Twitter is what I meant. Not In real life, it's still, uh, it's still incredible, right? Is it still pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's, I've heard it's really good. But, but on Twitter, it's pretty rough to be a white guy on Twitter nowadays. Uh... It's well. So Twitter is a thing where people tweet th- things, but uh, like when wh- when a white person tweets something on Twitter, they usually get roasted because it's, it's like very politically correct now. You know, like uh, so for as a, as a white guy, like you know, people are always making assumptions about you. You know, you're always having to seem like non-threatening. Like it's terrible. Like being a white guy on Twitter is kind of just like being a black guy in real life now. It's terrible. It's very. Uh, but we have a similar struggle, you know, because like. Um, you know, you have to watch what you say on Twitter or you get uh, attacked by, you know, like the PC police or whatever. And like we have to watch what we say or we get attacked by the real police. It's a very similar struggle that we have. Um, the other day I saw, I got a notification. It's, uh, it was a BuzzFeed news notification that said, uh, ISIS, or it said U.S. forces secretly training Syrian rebels to fight ISIS. And I was like, BuzzFeed, I'm not really sure you know how a secret is supposed to work. Uh, I just want to, for this part of my set, I want to talk directly to uh, the millions of white people who uh, have appropriated the holiday of Cinco de Mayo to be a, a culture, or to be a day of, uh, you know, drinking and debauchery. All right, do, do I have your attention? Uh, as a member of the black community, I ask that you uh, please do that for Kwanzaa, please. Please, can you do that for Kwanzaa? Like, Kwanzaa really sucks right now. Like, we like what you've done with St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, 
if we can work together, that would be incredible. I don't know if you guys want to move into summer or like, I, I don't know what you guys want to do, but we'd love to, to work with y'all. Um, can you guys imagine if we celebrated Kwanzaa like we celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo? Like how incredible would that be? You know, like there'd be happy hours and shit, like 40s half off and that kind of, there'd be like drunk white girls wearing traditional African garb. It would be, it'd just be incredible. And if you guys really knock it out of the park, if you guys really kill it, because I know you'll, you'll want to, some of you guys can wear blackface, okay? Just a few. Not too many. Just a few. Um, I'm on Tinder now because I'm uh, single. I broke up with my, I should have said, uh, me and my girlfriend broke up. I think I wasn't supposed to reveal, like, who did it or whatever. Uh, but, uh, so I'm on Tinder now. Uh, when people ask, I say, I, I'm 5'7", even though I'm definitely 5'6". I think it's kind of just a white lie, you know? It's like, because, like, it's not that big of a di difference, you know? Like, because, ima okay, imagine if you were, imagine if Tinder didn't have pictures and you were, like, super ugly, you know? And someone's like, so, like, what do you look like? Like, you're not going to be like, like, my shit's fucked up, you know? You're not going to, like, you're going to be like, I'm okay, you know? I don't really know where that one's going. I just think it's really... I think it would be funny just to be like, I'm, my shit's beat, you know? I'm, I'm fucked up. Um, all right, guys. I think frat guys are interesting. Uh, can we agree that, like, frat guys that prey on women that are way too drunk are just, like, the worst kind of people out there, you know? Like, I think if you... Thanks, yeah. If you, it, I think if you see a frat guy that's with a girl who seems like she's way too drunk, we should just be allowed to, like, tase that person. Like, that's, like, my law. Because there's no, there's no real downside for me because like because because on the pro like best case scenario you prevent a rape and that's like an incredible thing or whatever and then worst case scenario you just tase an innocent white guy and that's not like the worst thing that's ever happened you know unless obviously they start to like organize like a frat lives matter campaign or something that would be they start like shutting down the bay bridge and shit like 20 white guys in patagonia vests just linking arms and then you know how like uh, they they get the merch. You know how like we have the merch that's like uh, the T-shirts, like like the names of the victims. We do like Trayvon, like Tamir, Mike, and then Frat Lives Matter would get to do Chad, Chad, Chad. Because guys in frats are named Chad. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thank you. James Mora fighting all the hanging Chads. Yay! I also enjoyed. Um, who done it? I feel like who done it? It was James in the parlor with the harsh words. That's how he broke up with her. It was <laughs> James in the in the ballroom with the lead pipe. He broke up. Your next comedian is not here. Therefore, I will skip his name. Uh, and I don't know if I see the next one either. Even though I remember the funny things that he wrote for today's hell hat. Is Ashan on here? Is he here yet? He's not here yet. I whispered it and it didn't work. But although Ashan's thing today was like about, are you a, a chic? Uh, are you a protein chic or a... Anyways, it was very funny. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still really high. Let's see who else. I know who your next comedian is because I know he's here because he just gave me a donut. And boy, was it delicious. Wow. 
I, I know that's it. Free thing out for the jelly donut on 24th and South NS. What a great donut place. They throw free ones in for free sometimes. They know you. They're like, they did. Oh, he's amazing. Because he has a show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. Clap your hands wildly for Arden! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, James, we, we have to have a wrap and an open dialogue and discussion. Because as a member of a fraternity, you got a lot of things just backwards, dude. Seriously. Like, my, my, my name isn't Chad. It's, it's RBC, which, which uh, this, this is actually towards one of our other upcoming shows. Uh, it stands for Roast Beef Curtains. That, yeah, that's really my pledge name. Yeah, RBC. Uh, and it was hilarious. Cause, cause, yeah, well, back then I didn't have this hair. I had short hair, but no, uh, it was uh, it was really funny because I I was uh, banned from saying roast beef curtains. I can only say RBC when people ask what my pledge name was, uh, and so during parties it was really funny when girls would come up really hammered and be like, "What does RBC mean?" And I'm like, "I can't say." And they're like, "Come on, what does it mean?" And I was like, "What does RBC mean?" She go, they go, "Yeah, what does RBC mean?" I go, "Roast beef curtains." Yeah, what does RBC mean? Yeah, roast beef curtains. Yeah, what does it mean? Roast beef curtains. Yeah, but what does it mean? Roast beef curtains. RBC, RBC. Yeah. Anyway, this would go on forever. It was hilarious. Ah, uh, but uh, no, I didn't want to talk about that. I wanted, I wanted to plug myself because uh, I'm a whore. Uh, no, I, I wrote a book. I wrote a book. It's on Amazon. It's available for download. High Time Story Time, Volume 1. It's a compilation of all the scripts from the Night Space uh, High Time Stories Time segment. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, you should get yourself a copy. But, uh, you know, I am a published author. I did this myself on Amazon. And uh, just, just to let you know, uh, Amazon will publish anything. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, they'll publish uh, uh, writing books that are poorly written. They'll publish self-help books that aren't helpful. <laughs> they'll publish books on Scientology, period. End of sentence. <laughs> I mean, they'll publish anything. So they published me. Thank you. And uh, please, please buy copies. This is how you support local comedians doing local comedy. Uh, but no, uh, it's funny. I, I grew up weird. I, I grew up reverse Disney. Reverse Disney, yeah. Uh, I had an evil mother and a wonderful stepmother. Uh, so, you know, it's just reverse. So, like, Mother's Day to me is uh, cause of all my issues day. You know, that, that's how I look at Mother's Day. Uh, what's that thing every child needs? Motherly love and affection? I never never heard of it. Ne not, ne not once, no. Uh, but that's okay. Because, uh, you know, uh, she showed how little she cared about me when I was 16 years old. Right? Uh, because she tried to kill herself by downing a bottle of gin and all my Claritin prescription. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, it's hay fever season. I need that shit. Stop thinking only yourself and look out for me, you know? Uh, it turns out the only thing she was allergic to was life, you know? But the Claritin worked, because she's still with us, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I know, this thing gets dark, right? 
Uh, but that's okay. I mean, she was very inspirational to me. Uh, so uh, I used to run track. And I remember she came to one meet, and it was the most important meet. It was the all-school. We were private schools in Jersey, so it doesn't count for shit. Uh, but I, I, I was there, and I was doing long jump, and I foot fault twice, and I go over to my mother, who's there in the sides, for encouragement. And uh, I say, well, Ma, what do you think? She goes, uh, you're going to fuck it up just like everything else. And it worked. I not only set the school record in golded, I went on to set the school record in gold in high jump. And I took us from fifth to third in the 4x400 relay being the anchor leg, getting us the bronze. Thank you. Thank you. A little applause. A minor accomplishment. So I went back to my mom. I said, Ma, what do you think? And she goes, two golds and a bronze ain't three golds. So I just wish she was here right now to give me a little more encouragement to really make my comedy career take off. Anyway, you've been a terrific audience. I'll leave you with a happy, happy thought. Uh, I'm also on the online dating apps. I'm on the Tinders and the Bumbles and all that. Uh, and and a, a little PSA for all of you. Uh, swipe left on any girl that says or has a lot of pictures with uh, that she's an equestrian or loves horses. Because I come from New Jersey, all right? Home of Equestria, if you didn't know this. Uh, and... Uh, the, uh, we just need a bum horse for our daughter to learn how to show jump so that she can go to the Olympics. Start at a quarter mil. All right? You can't afford this, girl, San Francisco. <laughs> I don't care what tech job you have. Swipe left. Do yourself a favor. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden. Have a good evening. Give it up for Bam Edgman. Arden, yay. Listen to his show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. And buy his book. On the Amazons. I have a book on Kindle, but fucking who even knows about that shit anymore, right? Oh, look, we say words, 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 just like your next comedian. Is he out of the bathroom yet? Uh, he's, <laughs> he likes big titties. <laughs> you know how I feel, you know how I feel about big titties? He really likes, does he big titties? He loves the big titties. They're the really, really big titties. I'm sorry. I, 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 I enjoy his jokes and his repetition. Does everyone know what I'm talking about? Everybody give it up for Ian Levy. Thanks for that warm welcome. Thank you, guys. Always supportive here at Mutiny Radio. Good to see. Were you, were you, I, I came in just as you were talking about uh, buying your book to support local comedy. Uh well, no, I would just say there's another. If you want to support local comedy, you can also uh, pitch in to help pay my rent. That would also be if anyone, anyone, I'm taking donations after the mic. It's just I'm just throwing it out there. It's just, it's just it's the price to pay for my creative brilliance for me to stay in San Francisco, my malaise of genius. Um, <laughs> I um uh, just let it wash over <laughs> you, James. <laughs> I um. I found out recently. So, do you guys, do you guys know this that in uh, the UK they don't plunge their toilets? What? Do you know that uh, they don't have to? They uh, they don't have to. And do you know why? Because uh, they use bigger pipes, and that's that's it. That is the if we use bigger pipes, never. I found this out because my my roommate in college was from the UK, uh, and we were in the dorms, and our toilet backed up. Uh, and he came and he's like, oh, Ian, there's a problem. I can't do, I, I was okay. 
He's like, eh, Ian, there's a problem. And I'm like, what? He's like, hey, what's happening with the toilet? And then I said, oh, just plunge it. And he was like, what? And I had to explain to him what plunging a toilet involved. And if you've never seen raw like panic on someone's face about what was about to ensue, uh, or should I say end sewage? I just thought of that. All right now, right now on stage, I wrote that. What? What spontaneity? Watch out, people. That that's that malaise of brilliance I was talking about. Uh, so he, uh, and he was so disgusted he couldn't bring himself to do it. I had to plunge the toilet for him, which made me both feel like a, a rugged American. Uh, and also hate being an American. So that was, I would honestly rather uh, never plunge a toilet. As, as many fun sword fights I've had with plungers with friends. Um, no one else has ever done that? In the dollar store, I used to buy plungers and beat the shit out of my friends with them. It was very fun. They're like cheap plungers. Like I mean, they'd do it back to me, but okay. Nope, no one's on board. Nope, I'm the only guy who used to play with, with toilet plungers. Okay, fair enough. You know, one of the grossest things I've ever found, I had a friend who um, lived in that, that Bay Area bachelor lifestyle alone in this place, uh, and he used to never do his dishes, and like all his gunk would get lodged in his sink, and his sink would clog, and he didn't have any way of unclogging his sink, so he used his toilet plunger on his sink, which to me is just the most disgusting, that's, that's pretty low, that's pretty, yeah, that's not great. Um, I have a new character to try out. I have a new character, so you guys can tell me how this goes. This is called uh, Hack Comic Does Material Out of His Depth. Okay, Hack Comic Does Material Out of His Depth. Uh, what's, what, what, what is the deal uh, with female circumcision? <laughs> what, uh, I already have a hard enough time trying to find the clitoris. Now you're taking away. Oh! punchline for that one. I just thought of that one, so I don't know what what a hack comic does with transubstantiation. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. What is the deal with Chelsea Manning? Again, no pun. I feel like I'm, I'm treading on eggshells here now. If I don't have any punchlines for these ones pre-planned. I'd only really spent most of this thinking about female circumcision, so. Okay, I think that's just my time, guys. Thanks. Ah, female circumcision, Levy, yes! Yay, and Levy. First, big titties, and now female circumcision, yay. 
your next comedian. I mean, if we're going to get edgy, I mean, I guess, is, is was that edgy? I guess female circumcision out of his depth edgy. Your next comedian, he's going to be edgy too. Because like, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that you can actually go to him online to get a female circumcision. I think that he actually got a pa- piece of paper last week so he can do it legally. <laughs> Clap wildly, everyone. For Ken Suzuki. Uh, for those of you interested, uh, meet me after the show and I'll explain to you my rates if you have a daughter or a niece or somebody that's getting out of hand and you need a, someone with a scalpel, I'm your man, okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh, keep it going for Ian Levy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Ian, the, savant, the savant of the stand-up comedy world. Fuck you, Andy Kaufman. If Ian Levy were a movie character, you'd be that autistic boy from Mercury Rising that just cracks the code. It's an old film, Haley Joel Osment when he was still young, Bruce Willis. Yeah, throwback. It's Flashback Friday, bitches. That's where we're going. Alec Baldwin is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I think I made that intro. I think I, I, uh, I started off on the wrong foot. Uh, with you guys, uh, I apologize. Uh, I'm gonna just tell you a little, bu- a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Ken Suzuki, uh, aspiring stand-up comic into learning things. Uh, recent, recently started studying history. Recently started studying the history of the dark arts, uh, or as I call them, the Harlem Renaissance. And uh, uh, proud cat owner, proud cat owner too. I love cats. Now I don't know if you guys know cats. Yeah. Cats are often compared to women, right? A cat would never get stoned to death for driving a car in Saudi Arabia. Oh, ooh, ah, all right. Anyway, I uh, also like to eat. I'm into restaurants like ethnic food. I went to a Chinese restaurant the other day, and boy, do they taste delicious. Seriously, I was on the fence when it came to cannibalism, but who knew? Nothing tastes better than the spilled blood of innocent chinks. Tastes just like General Tso's chicken. That's all I got to say. Just like General Tso's chicken. Oh, it's tough. Care a lot about politics, you know, because we got Hitler in the White House. Yeah, yeah, Trump, literally Hitler. Did you guys know that? That's the trend. Trump is literally Hitler. Which, uh, if that's the case, then when you look back at history, uh, if he's literally Hitler, then uh, Hitler didn't do a lot wrong. I mean, yeah. Okay, Hitler may have killed a few perfectly good catchphrases. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm at work and I propose a solution, I expect it to be final. (laughs) Can't use that pitch anymore. Can't use that pitch anymore. Uh, If Trump is literally Hitler, so Hitler took power in like 33, and we were in Poland by 39. That was his sixth year in. That would be the sixth year, supposedly, of a Trump presidency, because he'll get the second term. Let's hypothetically imagine that. Uh, it makes a second term. That means that the end of, but you know, by the sixth year, all your schedule is just doing stump speeches for other Republican candidates' re-election campaign. Then you got to be negotiating the terms of your book deal that get published once you're out of there, and then your speaker's fee when you hit the corporate circuit. Where is he going to find the time? Where is he going to find the time when he's got bidders like Wall Street and Golden Smacks chopping on the bit to cut a deal with him while the going's good before he's out there on the private market and his rates go skyrocketing? Uh, so, um, if Trump is Hitler, 
could do a good one. He uh, could take better care of himself. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, I feel like I dulled the edge at that one. Gonna let me make that a little more punchy, a little more cutting. You know? Oh, suicide. Say what you want about it, folks. It's always an option. I think this is timely advice to be giving to folks now. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if autoerotic asphyxiation was the... Well, I wonder if Chris Cornell actually heard my joke. And was like, yeah, autoerotic asphyxiation, that is a good way to go out. I'm depressed. Why not end my life on a high note and come as I go? Uh, you guys have been a crowd. Thank you. Get Suzuki, everyone. Yay. It's true. You know... I know another rock star. Uh, he wasn't a famous rock star, but he was just a guy I knew in Davis who played rock music, and he he did the autoerotic asphyxiation. He didn't want to kill himself, but he was masturbating alone with a belt around his neck and a chair, and he died. And it sucks. I mean, I guess that's what happened to Chris Cornell, too. Like, you just, you know, you can only ride the dragon for so long. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, take care of your autoerotic asphyxiation in a safe way. Always use zip ties. Your next comedian. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea either. Zip ties will kill you too. <laughs> zip ties. I don't listen to me. I've never really done an autoerotic asphyxiation. I mean, except that when I masturbate, it's usually on my tummy, so my face is in the pillow, so maybe a little bit, but not a, like, super volition. Uh, your next comedian just walked in, but we're not going to make him go up. We're going to put someone in the interim. She is a hilarious human being, and I'm so glad that she's back on the comedy scene. You guys are going to laugh hysterically at her jokes. Everybody, it's Nicole Turley. Yeah. Hey, you guys have to, you guys know that you're required to laugh now. It's fucking, the guys, this no pressure. Oh, gosh. I'm a little, oh, gosh, I'm a little dizzy and headachey. Um, I did, anybody done hot yoga here? I God, oh damn! I just yeah, you gotta hydrate. It's like kind of like it makes you feel like you had a hangover, but you had to work for it. Couldn't just get it the easy way like everybody else. Uh, yeah, How, raise your hand if you're if you if you've done yoga or for yeah. Oh everybody, okay God, let's bitch about it. Shit. <laughs> No, I, it's helping me a lot, but yeah, do you ever wonder when you're in a yoga class, especially, especially a hot yoga, you know, you ever look at the teacher, you know, and wonder how many yoga teachers are murdered by their students? I mean, it's got to ha have happened at least once. I mean, gosh, they're just, yeah. I actually had a friend who had a yoga teacher actually say that she enjoyed watching them suffer. So they're masochists, they're sadists. I don't care. They can namaste all they want, but they're sadists. They are. They, yeah, they enjoy torturing people. That's what they should do with terrorists, just stick them in a hot yoga class you know or suspected terrorists I'm sorry hey welcome hey how's it going um oh so uh, yeah so I I don't drink alcohol anymore it's I'm, I'm in the personal lifetime prohibition because I you know fucked up too many times and I'm an adult and that's what adults do so um and um yeah it really hasn't been that hard for me um I I'm in like a program and stuff but it's it's been pretty easy for me to quit you know I use this little technique um I call it step zero um it's actually doing every other single drug I can get my hands on if you ever want to quit drinking I will be your sponsor Sponsor, you know, you just call me up. I need a drink. I'll say, hey, come over. Let's do some lines of ketamine. We'll go in a K-hole. You'll forget all about that urge to drink. Hell, I got a nitrous tank in my car. Um, so, yeah. Hell, you know what, you guys? Let's just do meth. 
here, here. I'll tell you what. We'll put it in a little blue pill and we'll call it Adderall. I'll be your psychiatrist and then it's totally okay. Um, no, but I, I didn't realize when I stumbled uh, drunk off peach Smirnoff vodka into my first meeting. Um, yeah, they let you come in drunk. It's so cool. And they're, they're loving. You get all this praise for coming through a door. It's like you're two years old again, but drunk. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realize that, you know, quitting everything was part of something they pressured you to do. So I feel like all the other drugs in my head are kind of like mad you know, at vodka for screwing up the party for the rest of them, you know? They're like going, God damn it, cocaine. Why did you have to bring your girlfriend, vodka, to the, sh- to the party again? You know she's always a shit show. Now you've screwed it up for the rest of us. I feel like magic mushrooms are saying to me right now, Nicole, I would never do that to you. Don't leave us all. Oh. Um, anyway, God, I need to talk about something else besides this. Um, anyway, um... I uh, really uh, hate it when I'm having a bad day and somebody gives me like one of those like mean nothing little blanket inspirational phrases like it's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah, that means nothing. Or like, you know, today's the first day of the rest of your life. And it's also the last day if somebody shoots you in the face when you say that to them right that minute. So me and a friend of mine were talking about like our lives and um, she asked, she wanted to get away. She goes, I want to be somebody else just for one day. Just get out of my life. And she goes, Nicole, who would you be if you could be anybody else for one day? And I almost said Oprah, but I do non-Oprah things like, you know, have a three-way with Dr. Phil and Gail. And I'll be, oh God, that image is gross. Anyway, um, but then it's like, wait, I don't want to be Oprah for a day because I'd be here for a day and go back to my own crappy life. So I'd be Becky Frank. She's this backstabbing horror that like slept with my boyfriend and almost got me fired on a lie. If I could be her for one day, I would spend that entire day just running her life into the ground, you know? Imagine what you could do to your worst enemy with one day of their life, you know? You should see how I screw up my life in one hour. Imagine what I could do to yours, toast. I don't know what I'd do with one day of her life, but I do know that she would wake up in a jail cell, head shaved, full on face tattoo with a note for me in her pocket saying, good morning, Becky. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. All right, call back. Anyway, I'm Nicole. Thank you guys so much. Nicole Turley, keep it clapping and fuck Becky. Yeah. Fuck Becky. Woo! Nicole Turley, yay. Bye, Ian Levy, yay. Your next comedian, he had one of my favorite suggestions for the Hell Hat tonight, which is... Are you a kale shake or a protein shake? But he spelled it S-H-E-I-K-H or something like that. So it was like kale shake. Anyway, so I was like, ah! You guys are going to laugh at his other funny, witty jokes. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Ashanand! Hey everybody, I'm Ashanat. That suggestion was actually, um, would you be an oil shake or a protein shake? Uh, Sorry I'm late. I lost my way to the bus stop because it's 2017 and we can't figure out how to make a decent bus map. It's not the only thing I lost this week. I lost my job on Monday. I know, it's fucking terrible. But don't worry about me. Because I'm an immigrant, and losing jobs for us is like losing bicycles. We'll just steal a new one tomorrow. (laughs) It's true, I'm an immigrant, and nobody believes me when I say that, because I guess I sound American or something. But the way they say it is always, wow, you're actually from India? But your English is so good. 
And that pisses me off. Because not only did it take six generations of English colonial occupation of my homeland, but you know how many fucking hours of friends I had to watch on bootleg DVDs? It was a lot of work, guys. It was a lot of work. There are a lot of benefits to being an immigrant. Uh, I don't want you to think I'm just like shitting all over your country here. But uh, chief among them is that being a law-abiding citizen is really easy. It's like middle school. Because if we commit a crime, we don't get sent to prison. We just get sent home. I did my taxes recently. Did you all do your taxes? Yeah. Yeah? You didn't? That's fine. You can still run for president because this is the United States. And a sitting president doesn't need that shit, apparently. I did my taxes. Some of us uh, immigrants, we have to do a special form for non-resident aliens. Like, what are we, tourists from outer space? Take me to your leader. Wait, no, what? It's Donald Trump? Fuck that guy. I'm not going to see him. Next thing you know, he'll be building a wall in the sky and getting the Martians to pay for it. Can't wait for that wall to come up. You know why? Because here's what's wrong with America. The reality TV shows these days really suck. So when we get that wall, we're going to have cameras rolling on it, and we'll get all this amazing footage of how the drugs and all the fun shit makes its way into this country. And we'll get the next generation of America's great reality TV shows. Call it like Keeping Up with the Cartels. Put it live on ESPN Deportes. Uh, so I live on 6th Street, guys, south of Market. Yeah, I see some heads nodding. Um, yeah, it's, it's not quite the Tenderloin, uh, which is you know, a pretty bad area. But at least in the Tenderloin, if you call 911, the cops actually show up. 6th Street is just 6th Street. And yeah, there's a lot of suffering that I see on 6th Street, but I think things are changing because I recently got a pretty steep decrease in rent. And uh, I, I think I worked it out, it was about like, like 18%. So I'm really excited because gentrification just got 18% cheaper in my neighborhood. <laughs> you know, tech is coming for 6th Street. We're gonna start seeing the Uber for serial killers and the Airbnb for dead bodies popping up. They're going to be these 20-something nerds walking around with their $5 coffees, which, by the way, that's something I don't get at all. $5 coffees. Like, it's a problem when I walk out of a coffee place and think, wow, Starbucks would be cheaper. I mean, like, if a coffee is going to cost $5, it at least better have a bump of fucking cocaine in it to wake me up, you know? <laughs> Yeah, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, tech's, tech's been coming up with a lot of dumb shit, and I, I think it could do a lot better. Like, why, why is it not possible for me to ask Siri, like, about political correctness yet? I mean, like, why haven't we figured that out? Why can't I go, like, hey, Siri, is it okay for me to call my one black friend brother? Or, like, is it appropriate for me to call my female coworker dear? Right? To which the answer is obviously no, you can't call your female coworker dear. The, gender-appropriate term is dough. Or at least that's what Siri would say. People using Androids always look at me when I do that joke, and they're like, fuck you, we've been able to do this for five years, get on the program, Apple users. To which I say, you know, fuck you, Android users. Fuck you and your, your su like, super effective Google Voice Assistant. In fact, if anyone's got an Android phone, let me try this. Okay, Google. 
Change my name to Chicken Fucker. Did that work? Okay, I'll, I'll try it next time in one of your voices. All right, this has been me. I'm Ashanan. Thanks for having me. Ah, Janan! He said the word chicken fucker out of context, which I really appreciated. Yay! Yay! I don't have a smartphone at all, so I don't think I get to fuck any chickens, and I can't get any delicious eggs to make. Are you leaving, Nicole Turley? Bye! Good to see you. We're going to touch arms and hands and stuff. Yay! Your next comedian here at the happy hour, the happiest of hours... Uh, he's a lovely human being who has uh, joined us back into the comedy scene and is funny and edgy every time we see him. Uh, and he's been getting weirder, too. Does he know what you're talking about? Yes, he's getting up to the mic. Everybody clap your hands in a slappy, slappy-like fashion for Chris Vialta! Edgy. Love it. Edgy, edgy, edgy. I have an edgy joke that I thought of. Let's get edgy. I, um, whenever I'm pooping in a stall and somebody decides to use the one next to mine, I just start confessing my sins to them. You know, just like, forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. Every time that scene from The Exorcist comes on where possessed Reagan is jamming the crucifix into her crotch, growling, let Jesus fuck you, let Jesus fuck you. Uh, I giggle. I giggle every time that scene comes on. I giggle so, so, like a little girl. <laughs> Not even like a real laugh, just a giggle. And every time I say that I giggle, the person next to me runs away. Mid-shit, just out of the stall. Because that's some demented crap. Even though he doesn't know the reference, just you say crucifix in the crotch, or let Jesus fuck you, nobody wants to be. Like, that clears the room. Like, I was kind of hoping that would clear the room right now. I was like, I don't want any of you here. I like my personal space. I don't want to, you know? I do. I really do. That's why I don't smile too much, like, in public, because then people think they want you should talk to them, you know? A, to me, a smile is just like an inverted umbrella, you know, and just about as useful as one. Like, we don't need that thing in our life. Using my creative writing classes for that one. Smile. Inverted umbrella. Thank you, professor. <laughs> mm, all right. Um, I, uh... You know, my mom, she's a Peruvian, and my dad is Salvadorian, so apparently when you mix those two races, you get Filipino. Hello. Yeah. That's what happens. It's very strange. My parents really drilled into Asian stereotype jokes. Like, they're, they're, you're Chino. Like, what's up with your grades, man? You got How's the orange chicken? Is this genuine? Like, I don't know. I'm just like you. Honestly. It was so strange. And I really, I was like, I really bought into it. I was like, I was a really good Asian stereotype. Like, if... Like, if I, wasn't, if I was in a movie, I'd be, like, offensive, you know? Like, that's how, like, I had a good grades, I had a bowl cut, I had, like, a pixelated dick, you know? It was kind of like, <laughs> in case you don't know, Asian porn have pixelated crushes. And even if you don't know that, you should just laugh at the phrase pixelated dick. Just like, what the fuck <laughs> does that mean, you know? I love it, yeah. I was so worried, though, that I actually was Asian for a while, that I, you know? Like, I thought there was... <laughs> Like, I thought there was some sort of switched up birth situation, you know? Like, my parents somehow got me, and there's some family in Mongolia just, like, really concerned about their, their kid who has, like, you know, wide eyes and good grade, bad grades. I mean, that's not what it is. HD, unpixelated dick, just like, what the fuck is up with this? I guess this is how this happened. No, it's very strange. It's, I'm still kind of worried because my parents don't really look anything like me. I don't look, we don't really act. Like, I'm kind of nervous. I go home for Thanksgiving or something. They gather me and like, Chris, 
You know how they say every joke is rooted in truth? Well, all our Asian jokes were rooted in the fact that your parents are actually Vietnamese. Oh, like, no. I'd be like, no, you know, it's just scary. Not because it'd be bad to be Asian, just because in a world that puts so much emphasis on stereotypes, like, I'm a pretty impressive Latino, you know? Like, I'm getting a degree. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm kind of a disappointing Asian because I'm (laughs) I'm getting a degree, but in a state school and in English. Like, that's not what they want from me, you know? All right. Found a way to be racist on stage. But, yeah. Um... Let's see what else we got. I, yeah, it's strange because uh, my mom, she here's what proves that we're Latino. She had me at 17. Another racist joke. I didn't expect that to happen. Honestly, I don't like that one at all. That that one wasn't worth it. I'm not gonna say that again. Uh, but it's true, you know, because usually when you have a young mom, you're supposed to go through like financial struggle. And I don't necessarily think that I look like I went through a lot, like a financial struggle. Like I don't look like I'm about to drop a mixtape saying "fuck the economy" or something, you know. You know, what I, mean? I look more like I might drop a pretty well thought out essay on the green light motif and the Great Gatsby. That's more. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for your time. Thank you very much. Chris Vialta. He forgot he was Asian till his mom started speaking Asian at him. Yay! Sorry, she wasn't speaking Asian. It was Mexican. We were all, I mean, Spanish. We were all confused. That was a really funny set. Yay, your next comedian. He's filming this shit, so that means clap even wilder, so it's good for his YouTube. It's Scott Henry Hopkins. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is my hack voice. No? Do you remember Ian, the hack? No? Hack comedian? All right, hey, how are you doing? That's wonderful. Uh... Do you think uh, Stevie Wonder got his last name because his mother wondered who his father was? (laughs) I have a friend who runs marathons. Should I call him a racist? (laughs) If United Airlines merged with JetBlue, would they be called United Black and Blue? Oh, okay. I am kind of nervous up here, so uh, I think I'll try this technique I've heard about. Uh, If you want to relax, you just imagine the audience naked. Uh, Although with you guys, I think I'll just be nervous, if that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am from Oakland. Not a really great thing to put on your dating profile, but there it is. I am from Oakland. Home of the Warriors, right? Yeah, go Warriors! I'm also a big Raiders fan. Go Raiders! Nobody likes the Raiders. It's terrible. And you know what's even weirder? I, you know, I'm a big Raiders fan, and I have a jacket, a hat. When I come over to San Francisco, uh, people start looking at me kind of weird. You know, they're crossing the street to get away from me. They come up to me and ask me if I'm selling drugs. They must think I'm a gangster. How cool is that, right? Whoa. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, and I am, um, I know it's hard to believe, but um, I am single. And I have been doing internet dating or spending $20 a month to feel like a loser. Yeah, it's terrible. I have this great relationship with the dating company. I give them $20 a month, they give me nothing. <laughs> but part of the problem is these women, you know. When we were all 20, they wouldn't date me. When we were all 30, now they're all over 50. They're a bunch of cougars. I have to give them my high school yearbook picture just to get them to message me. 
what's how weird is that you know and then uh, I show up on the date and they say oh you don't look like your picture I say yeah that was me 30 years ago and now I'm 30 years smarter and I'm 30 pounds more to love and uh, I don't know what they say there's certainly <laughs> something not very good because here I am still single but I have learned something about dating I have learned that no means no that when a woman tells you it's not you it's me it's definitely you <laughs> And of course, I, I still don't know what a restraining order is. Uh, you look like you might know what a restraining order is. <laughs> Just kidding. No, uh, so Oakland, yeah, Oakland. You know, people are so down on Oakland and it's really, you know, it's got really affordable housing. What's wrong with that? Easy parking, what's wrong with that? And you know, it's really, it's got all these amenities. You know, like when I signed my rental agreement, I got a bunch of uh, half price coupons to the pot dispensary down the street. <laughs> How cool was that? <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway, Kim Kardashian, everybody knows her, right? But do you remember how she got started? She made a sex tape. She did. No? You never heard about that? How about Paris Hilton? You know, she was an early reality star. Do you remember how she got started? She made a sex tape. So I wanted to get famous, so what did I do? I made a sex tape. And what did I get? Probation. Anyway, thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. That's my time. Thank you very much. Scott Henry Hopkins. You can visit him on probation. Yay. Just means he can't, you know, Facebook Live anything. It'll be fine, you guys. You'll all be okay. It just means that that weird flogging threesome will not have Facebook Live involved. Don't worry. It's cool. You know. Don't be worried about people with gray hair. We're not all scary. Your next comedian... No, he doesn't. I, I, that was a terrible segue. I apologize. He's our new friend here. He likes the Warriors, loves the Warriors. Therefore, we love him. Uh, also, last week, he had a killer set. He kind of ate dick on Monday, but that's okay. He's a new comic. <laughs> that's what happened. I love to eat dick, you, Pam. Yeah, Thank you, you. You, you do great, and then you eat dick, <laughs> and then you do great again. Everybody clap your hands wildly. Foray Khan. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Pam, I, I, I went short last time and you uh, tore me a new asshole. I appreciate that. Thank you. A little learning experience from Miss Benjamin. She's like my, she's like my comedy mom, only like 10 years younger, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I, I miss your mama jokes. I don't know about you guys, but I love your mama jokes. I miss them. We don't do them anymore. Uh, when I was a kid, I'd uh, walk into the schoolyard and my friends would be like, yo, it's Ray. What's up, Ray? What's going on? Yo, what's happening? Hey, yo, Ray, check it out, man. Your mama is so fat that when she sat in Walmart, she lowered the prices. Oh, snap. Oh, yo. Hey. Hey, Ray, check it out, man. When your mama wears high heels, she strikes oil. Oh, shit, snap, man. You know, back then, it, was, it wasn't it was a bad thing, right? We just, it was, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't bullying. It was just saying hello, like, you know, good day, governor. You know, but, um, but I used to do research. I had an encyclopedia at home, so I'd be like, oh, yeah? Yeah, man, yo, yo your mama's so fat, she's going to get diabetes. Yeah, yeah, she's going to get insulin dependence. She's never going to see a podiatrist. She's going to get a poor healing wound, and she's going to get her foot amputated. Oh, shit, snap. I got my ass kicked all the time, unfortunately, obviously. Right, they're chasing me out of school. All right, I'm not a fighter. Um... 
I don't do well in fights. I don't know how to defend myself. Uh, this, uh, I was in the gym the other day, and some dude came up to me and just took a swing for no reason. He's like, oh, yeah. I took a swing at me, and I ducked. And uh, you know you're not a fighter when during the fight, in the middle of the fight, you, 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 you dodge the punch and you scream, what's going on? Like, hey, what's happening? Like someone observing nearby is like, you're in an altercation. You may have to use your fists. Do your best to survive. Um, the last time I was in a fight, um, some dude came up to me and he was like, hey, man, I'm going to kick your ass. And I, like I said, I don't know how to box, and I don't know how to fight, and I don't have self-defense skills, all right? But I do have training in improv, right? So I just started yes-anding him to death, right? I was just agreeing with all the time. I was like, oh, he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, yes, I agree. The only one in this scene right here that's going to get hurt is me, right? He got a little confused. He's like, I'm going to break your face. I said, yes, I'm going to be altered forever, right? He's like, who do you think you are? Right? I'm like, I'm like, can I get a one-word suggestion? <laughs> um, immigration's crazy, right? I don't have, I don't think I have the skills to. Uh, you were talking about immigration a little while ago. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a native San Franciscan. That's right. Thank you. A little applause for that. Thank you very much. Gratuitous applause. Um, uh, I don't think I can handle uh, guarding the border. There's no way I can do it. I'm not smart enough to do it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm also super lazy. Like, how would you be able to tell who's a terrorist or who's not? The only way I think, the easiest way for me to tell would be just to simply, uh, if I can sing your name with the name game song from, it's in, from front to back without st stalling, I think you should get in the country. Be like, oh, Mr. Killigan? Oh, hold on, wait a second. Oh, Mr. Killigan, hold up, wait. Killigan, Killigan, Bo Billigan, Banana Fan of Filligan, me, my, mo, Milligan, welcome to America. Killigan, right? Oh, Mr. Ali, hold up, man. You went two years in Yemen where you just went dark and we don't know where you were. Oh, you were in this training video where you were climbing some fucking monkey bars. All right, hold up, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, wait. Let me use my screening tool. Ali, Ali, Bobili, banana fan of Fofili, me, my, mo, Milli. Welcome to America, Ali, yeah, all right, I'm not smart, I wouldn't be able to do it, but that would be my screening tool, hold up, Ahmadinejad, no, wait, hold up, Ahmadinejad, no, fuck it, border's closed, sorry man, that's too hard, you gotta go home. <laughs> um, um, the, you know, uh, immigrants are tough, and I don't think I'm tough enough to be an immigrant, right, um, Immigrants, um, you got to be emotionally tough. You got to, you know, new languages, new cultures, right? It's crazy. Um, there's no way I can do that. Um, you can't be an immigrant if you're watching if you're watching YouTube videos of soldiers being reunited with this, with your pets, with their pets, and crying. There's no way you can do that, right? Right? Immigrants, immigrants don't have pets. Before coming to the United States, immigrants ate their pets, right? And even then they didn't cry. Hey, that's my time. Thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Auntie Pam. I love you. Ray, Ray, Bobay, Banana, Banana, Bobay, me, Mama. Welcome to the country, or to the community, comedy community. Ray, Khan, yay! I actually mentioned that joke to someone this week. I thought it was so funny. It's really, really well done and clever and original joke. Really new comedian, Ray Khan. Give it up again. Yay. This is like seriously his second week of doing comedy. So we, so we should all hate him because he's actually funny. Your next comedian is supposed to be from Russia, but I don't see his pants. I don't see 
Does anyone see Gene Field's pants? They don't see him. He will be here soon. Uh, your next comedian is here, though. Uh, hey, I'm excited to bring him up. You guys, he's been hanging out all night, and he's going to be super funny. Lee Rothman, yay! <laughs> Whichever one you want. They're like all of them. They're, whichever one. Can I use all of them at once? Can I get some like surround sound? Some 360 stereo. Absolutely. No, I'll go for this one. It seems like the best one. Hey guys. Uh, my name's Lee Rothman. I uh, I'm a college student. I'm an English major. Um, so I'm a I'm an English major. I'm a junior. I'm up to the letter T. By the time I graduate, uh, I'll be able to read. Think about going to grad school for chapter books. Um, yeah, that was my English major joke. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, uh, but in China, they're actually editing the genes of, uh, of embryos, of human embryos, um, which is nuts. Can we just all agree that that's nuts? Uh, all three of you, can we just agree that that's nuts? Can I get some consensus? Uh, but thank you. Um, but yeah, like I can't imagine why you would ever want like a, a kid who's been like altered in that way. Like I don't even eat GMO foods. Like what am I gonna do? Have like a GMO kid? I don't want that. I don't want that Walmart kid. I don't want that Monsanto kid. I want that Whole Foods kid. I want that Byright kid. I want that gluten-free, lactose-free, soy protein kid that I can put in my NPR tote bag, donate the bag cost. Um, that was a, I guess that was a privileged joke. Who knows? Um, so yeah, uh, I, fuck. Okay, um, I've been treating my body pretty poorly. I've also been doing comedy for, uh, I've been treating my body poorly for about the same time I've been doing comedy. Uh, I feel like the two go together, but um, my organs have finally banded together, and they've actually gone on strike. And so, like, I've I've been talking to a lawyer, and he, you know, he's he's giving me like a list of demands. He says uh, he says that uh, your your feet want to know they're in solitary confinement all the time. Uh, <laughs> you're. Uh, <laughs> Uh, your lungs wanna want you to stop smoking. They're saying the the uh, neighborhood's getting a little colored. Um, that was in poor taste. Uh, <laughs> your liver really just wants to cash in on those vacation days, man. Um, <laughs> your uh, your penis says uh, you're getting a little handsy. Your hands say uh, you're getting a little penisy. And that's their demands. Those are their demands. Totally reasonable. Maybe I'll meet them one day. Um, but yeah, you know, not I haven't just uh, been treating my body poorly. I've been treating my mind poorly. Um, and so I've been, I'm going to a therapist. I think we all probably go to therapists. We're all in comedy in some way. Um, and I've gotten into the worst habit where I've just started blaming things on my therapist. Like, there was this girl, I was hooking up with her, probably like six months, and she hits me with, uh, like, so what are we? And I, like, I panic. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, and so I come back at her, I'm like, hey, um, so my therapist says that I shouldn't be seeing anyone. So, uh, yeah, we can keep this casual. 
Um, so we're going to World War Three. I hope you guys know about that. Um, you guys know about that? You guys read the news? World War Three. Um, I kind of hope that they reinstate the draft, just so that you get like the scenario where you get the the privileged white kid uh, who isn't rich enough to dodge the draft. Trump. Um, he goes in, and the doctor's like, "Hey, do you have any like medical problems?" And the guy, the kid's like, "Yeah, you know, like my mom didn't pay enough attention to me as a kid." And like, I don't know, my dad was pretty like emotionally distant. And so like, I'm just really depressed. Like, I don't think I can go to war. And he gets medical leave for that today. Uh, but yeah, um, thank you. Mental illness uh, is hilarious. Um, so I've been taking Xanax uh, recently, not because I'm prescribed it, but because I want to get fucked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was thinking, like, Xanax is really missing out on, like, a key market demographic. Alcoholics who want to stay trim, you know? Because you only need, like, two drinks to completely black out and where you would normally need, like, eight. And, like, eight drinks, that's a lot of calories. You could, you could cut that in by three quarters. Uh, and, yeah, that's my Adderall joke, or my uh, Xanax joke. Uh, thank you guys. Thanks, Pam. Mutiny Radio. Lee Rothman giving pro tips to change the rest of my life. Xanax forever. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. Sounds like fun. Yay, Lee Rothman teaching us all. Also, please remember, kids, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Your next comedian is a funny guy. Yeah, that's a, do you want to, do you have a, do you have a, you could have a. Oh, yeah, I mean, ask anybody. Yeah, I wish. I, I mean, they're like, yeah, that's so scary. They're a dollar piece now. And the, okay, you found him. Yes, all of his dreams came true at Mutiny Radio. Hooray! You see a car? Your next comedian uh, runs a great website called filmdrunk.com. It's always a joy to see him at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Vince Mancini! <laughs> What's up, Brainwash? <laughs> Just kidding. Pam's Clubhouse. I got the name wrong. That was good. I started off starting off strong. All right. Lock it up, Mancini. Uh, boy, the no alcohol rule really took the shine off of, uh, of the party atmosphere in here, didn't it? Fucking drinking green tea like I'm at a Mormon prom in here. It's pretty great. I guess they wouldn't have green tea. Anyway, uh, give it up for Lee Rothman, everybody. I always like to see college kids coming out to do some comedy really give them a taste of intense failure before they get out there in the real world it's a real way to, it's a good way to stay grounded i like that um man i can't i can't watch the news anymore like i have to like i spent all this week looking at pictures of celebrities just to like remind myself of the times when like stupid celebrity stuff was the maddest that i would get online and like the fucking fucking Kardashians, man, that was great. I all spent all week looking at pictures uh, from the Met Ball. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's like uh, it's like Halloween for rich people, where it's like it's not a good it's not a good dress unless a poor person has to carry part of it. Uh, I love looking at that shit. And then I love looking at that shit because I wait for the I wait for the Olsen twins. Uh, picture because I always get the maddest at the Olsen twins. It feels so good to be mad at the Olsen twins, man. They're just like, 
Oh, it's like they're like a couple of raccoons that I want to that I want to shoo off my porch. Like fuck, get out of get out of here, Olsen twins. Stay out of my cross. That seeing the Olsen twins is the only time that I'm ever tempted to use the word scram. Uh, and they're always dressed real stupid. They always, they just got like a bunch. They don't even wear clothes. It's just like a bunch of scarves. Like they kind of look. They kind of look like the mic stand at an Aerosmith concert. They're just like, eh. like if the if the mic stand could be vaguely dismissive at all times. This pretty sucks. That's my Olsen twins joke. All right, uh, I got rid of a couch earlier this week. I, we got rid of our we got a new couch. So we put the old one out on the curb to wait for pickup. And uh, I came outside the next morning, and there was like a homeless dude, and he was just sort of chilling on the couch. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then uh, I went back in my apartment. I came out again to walk my dog, and he was there with his girlfriend, and he just had his arm around her, and they're sort of watching the traffic go by. I came outside a little later. It was like him and his girlfriend and then their friend who had a dog, and they're all like smoking cigarettes, and the dog was kind of like running in circles in front of them. It was so sweet. It was just a sweet scene out there. And it kind of reminded me of like, you know when they – when they sink a ship in the harbor to create like an artificial reef for the fish to swim in. It was like I'd created an artificial hobo reef like in front of my apartment. It's such a beautiful thing. It's like watching civilization start all over again. It was like, uh, so yeah, I got a dog recently. That was awesome. I love having a dog. The only thing I don't like about having a dog is, uh, in San Francisco, everybody always asks you the same question. Uh, which is, that's a nice dog. Is it a rescue? Which seems like an aggressive question because there's really only one right answer. Like, are you a good person? Check yes or no. Like, hey, nice shirt. Do you hate Jews? <laughs> and I never know quite how to answer because, like, I got my dog. Uh, I bought him off a guy in a parking lot. Uh, like, I wanted to I wanted to get a pound dog, but it turns out I didn't have like three references and a credit score of over 700. It's actually easier to buy a gun than adopt a dog uh, in San Francisco, which really takes the shine off of being a, called a rescue, you know? Like I don't I don't need to bring an electric bill if I save a guy from a burning building. Uh, so to combat this, uh, I've decided to fight smug with smug, and I, I developed what I like to think of as the blindside answer from the Sandra Bullock movie, The Blindside. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't rescue him. He rescued me. Sometimes I like to double down. They ask me what type of dog he is. I'm like, whoa, easy there, racist. I don't see dog breeds. I don't know if he's a black lab or a German shepherd. To me, he's just Rex. He's an individual, and I have you treat him as such. Uh, but I mean, the thing, the difference between my dog and, and a real rescue dog was probably about like a week if no one else had bought them. That's what they don't tell you. All dogs eventually become rescue dogs, no matter where you get them. Uh, as long as you're not supporting puppy mills and I didn't support a puppy mill, but if you're trying to get rid of puppy mills, maybe give it a less cute name. <laughs> a, a puppy mill sounds adorable. Just a bunch of puppies milling around. One of them's putting the wood into the little hopper. It's got the little goggles on. I'd love to see a puppy mill. I would pay money to get in. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't remember where I was going with that. Anyway, I'm Vince Mancini. Thanks a lot, you guys. Vince Mancini! Puppy mill.
bells, making them cute again. Yay! He could run for president on the puppy mill, <laughs> on the puppy mill ticket. All right, your next comedian, she's actually going to be on the show between 8 and 10 o'clock, which is that. It's going to be the hell hat. It's going to be great. There were a lot of really weird things I wrote down today to put in the hat, so it's going to be a lot of fun coming up at 8 o'clock, but she's going to do her own jokes right now for you. Clap your hands together for Dina Weinstein. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. All right. Thanks, everyone. Um, Man, I have been traveling a lot for work and then sick and then traveling and sick. So it's been like a rotation for me. So it's nice to be back. Um, I was trying to come up with some things while I was traveling that were entertaining or just insights that I've learned. Um, So I was kind of collaborating. I was going to look at some notes while I do this. the magazine they give you on the airplane. Like, I wonder if I'm the only person who ever read it, but I took United uh, to London last week, and I know they get a lot of bad press recently, but on top of everything that you already know, I wouldn't fly them because they have like these 90s planes where like everyone's submitted to watching the same movie, and like you don't, <laughs> there's no option. And like, and I didn't bring glasses, and I didn't have a seat near the screen, so like, there was zero option for me. Uh, so I started reading the Plane magazine, and I was thinking about it. And since they change those so infrequently, I think that like everything you read in them like has to be like accurate and like long-standing information, because it's like that's like a what they changed it on Christmas and then they probably just change it back uh, but my favorite thing I found was the ad for it's just lunch the uh, dating app because like is it really though like is it ever is it ever really just lunch like I really like to eat and like so for me to like minimize a meal like that like oh it's just lunch no like this is a very important part of my day like sometimes at work like Lunch is the highlight of my day. So I did, I'm not going to join that dating app. Uh, the other thing I enjoyed from the magazine I read was where people would write in and thank the airlines. Uh, one in particular, and you could just like tell like United is like really pulling teeth, you know? This woman wrote in, uh, she had put cakes, like baked a cake, multiple cakes, and put them in her checked luggage, and then she was thanking them because upon arrival to her destination, the cakes were intact. Wow. <laughs> right? Like, what did you bake that with? <laughs> like, I feel bad. She said she was, like, for her family outing, and, like, she really wanted these cakes, like, in perfect condition, and, like, we did, they did such a great job delivering them. It's like, your poor family had to eat this cake that, like, after being in the checked baggage, which you know gets thrown around, like, they were fine. Like, they had to be made of cement, like I'm convinced. <laughs> um, other takeaways from my travels. Sex is really different in other countries. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's, there's, a, there's a difference, right? Like, I, I feel like culturally there's a lot of differences in dating, but I feel like sex for, is just straight up different, and it can be very, like, awkward because it, 
I think the expectations for like men and women and like like even like the positions I was like I don't know if this is like America like what where did you get this one from uh so yeah so I guess I'm like a multicultural I I don't even know what the word is I'm just like a real woman now <laughs> I don't know a woman I guess that's the word uh other takeaways I had I was in Eastern Europe for a bit and people ask me how I liked it and the main thing I can come up with is like it was so cheap like it was it was so inexpensive and it's like oh, since when did being really cheap become a compliment but that's that's what I have come up with uh I was out the other night and a guy I was talking to this guy and he told me that I looked like a really cute t-rex <laughs> Yeah, I actually like stopped in that moment, got my phone out and wrote that down. Like like I was going to forget this moment of my life. Uh, but I was like, oh, this is this is like gold right here. Um, so I've been Googling characteristics of a T-Rex because I'm dying to know, like besides my very adorable arms, like what was it that I looked like the most vicious of all dinosaurs to him at that bar that night? But... It was probably all the time I spent doing my hair and makeup that really gave me the T-Rex look. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's really all I've got for right now, but looking forward to the show tonight. Thanks, guys. Yay! Dina Weinstein, yay! Yeah, coming up next, we've got the hell hat where we pull things out of a hat. I'm so excited that you mentioned the T-Rex because um, I actually think that everything that our entire society is built on is incorrect because the T-Rex bones were put back together wrong, right? It's the hubris of man that says that the most vicious of dinosaurs walked on two legs. Why? Why, I ask you, are there dragons? Why would there be thousands of years of dragon mythology, yet there are no real dragons? May I say to you, may I propose that the T-Rex is a dragon? Let's 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 take those faggy arms and move them back and make them tiny tiny bird legs like regular birds. Let's take that weird hip cap. Why does he walk on two legs? Why does he have hips? Why would he have an articulated spine from his head to his tail and then a hip cap? Who would do that? The hubris of man, I say. And without without a breastbone, flip that ridiculous hip bone upside down. You make a breastbone and now you take those big beefy legs and you turn them into huge beefy wings. It's a dragon, motherfucker. It's a fucking dragon! Thank God. Someone's finally listening to me. Your next comedian just walked in the door. He's green and scaly like a dragon. You're not scaly. He's not. He doesn't. He, I'm sure he moisturizes daily. Clap here. He has a great show on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette with a French accent. And uh, laugh and clap your hands wildly for David Solowitz. Yay! You guys want to hear some zombie jokes? Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Um, this is my impression of a military zombie. All the people I kill deserve to die. <laughs> this is a hipster zombie. All the jobs of the future are in tech. Kill. <laughs> um, here's a gay zombie. 
Um, I have a special form of schizophrenia. It's rather unusual. Uh, in addition to negative voices in my head, I actually have a positive voice. Uh, I got this from doing Kabbalistic rituals for a few years, and so I'm hoping that the positive voice will cancel out the negative ones eventually. You know, you, know, you wake up in the morning and it's just like, oh, you're a horrible person. You're never going to make it in comedy. You should practice forgiveness. Yeah, I think it'll do well. Um, forgiveness is uh, what makes us divine. I don't think we need to have, like, bright, shiny halos over our head. If you bring light into somebody's life, that's enough of a halo. Um, but uh, I fucked up a lot last year, and uh, the South Bay comedians are really pissed at me right now. So, like, it's not enough that I say I'm sorry. I have to go through all these penitence rituals, you know, because they're morally superior to me. I don't know who died to make Pete Munoz king. Was it Corey Gibson or was it the other guy? <laughs> Okay. Um, if you're going to do a showcase, can you please prepare for it? You guys have done that before, right? Don't bring up your cell phone during a showcase when somebody gives you time and spend time looking at it and checking your notes and then, ugh, pisses me off. Because the thing is, is people have gotten so used to me just being Stolowitz the loser, they don't take me seriously as a producer or a host. So like when I give them time on the showcase, they're just like, oh, whatever, it's just Stolowitz. Except when there's like 12 people in the room and you walk them. Thank you. <laughs> um, I live on a gay commune in Morgan Hill. It's, yay! yay! It's called Rancho Scapito in honor of uh, somebody's dead boyfriend, uh, also known as Casa de las Jotas. And uh, there's lots of wonderful animals on our farm. There's chicken and goats and llamas, or llamas if you're Hispanic. And uh, my boyfriend likes to watch this morning show uh, on Mexican TV, but it's called Todo para la Mujer, which means everything for the woman. And uh, I never really understood like why gay guys always stick women on a pedestal, like especially Mexicans, I guess, because of the Virgin Mary and the role of the feminine in the culture. Because like I heard Saul Tortillo like on Mother's Day just talking about how his father instilled the fear of God in him by teaching him to be always good to his mother. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if we're really going to have equality, shouldn't like guys get the same treatment? I don't know, because I just think like women could take a beating too if they really are equal. <laughs> I mean, I cheer for all the MMA fighters who are female. I think they're doing great. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, yeah. Um, so it's like, are you getting mad at me because I was mean to a woman, or is it because I was mean to a human being? Because if it's just like, well, that's a poor little pathetic thing and you can't pick on them because they're weaker, then fuck you, okay? If it's because I truly am a dick, then I am genuinely sorry. And I am sorry for all the people I've hurt. Um, I, uh, I was really freaked out last year with the election of Trump. I honestly feared for my life. Um, you know, you remember how much Nazi shit was going on at the beginning? You know, like um, graveyards were getting... Uh, unearthed and desecrated and stuff you know both red guys and jews too and i think anti-semitism is so fucking old you're just beating a dead jew at this point okay it's cliche get over it Ugh. and uh, you know you heard about the pipeline they had those protests at standing rock for so long and everybody's like oh it's not a big deal it's gonna be totally safe they've already started leaking okay so the water is already getting polluted these people have already been proven right um, in the meantime, nobody seemed to think that there might be a problem with sticking a pipeline through a graveyard. I guess they never saw poltergeist. Like, what the hell is going on? Did we not learn from this? Uh, all right. 
Um, but what are you going to do in a rural North Dakota neighborhood with something strange in the neighborhood? It's not like you're in New York and you can call somebody, okay? I don't know. Maybe they can get that, uh, that midget chick, the one you see at Panera, when you go through the, the door. She says, you know, this salad is clean. Go towards the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like creepy stuff. But uh, I don't like being creepy. That's not working out so well for my career. <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at that. Uh, but my my face is uneven uh, because I'm of two minds so often. I have this war going on inside of me between 10,000 years of evolution and the next step, you know, being nice to people. Um, but, like, it twists my face sometimes. I end up looking like Two-Face. I'm ready to take you all out. Where's the Batman? You know, just... <laughs> Not great. Um, but yeah, I do have a lot of love in my life. And there's so many beautiful things still going on in the world despite the atrocity. I mean, yes, I live on a farm, so I'm surrounded by green rolling hills. I just want to sing the hills some days. But, um, you know, everybody can recognize that. I think the mission's beautiful. I mean, uh, there's beautiful coffee bars and beautiful expensive restaurants, but beautiful people mostly. I mean, they're sleeping on the streets, but they're still beautiful people. Um, yeah, everybody's divine. You should be able to see God in homeless people. If you can't do that, you miss the point of Christianity. Yeah. We don't have any cats on the farm. We do have one that, that's the neighbors, though. He comes over and says hi sometimes. You know, uh, cats, uh, they mark their territory, and you're part of it. So when they're, like, you know, jumping around your legs and swishing, it's not necessarily because they're affectionate. They just want to mark you for the other cats. So you know who's on the property. Um, yeah, I, I need to ride some more horses. I think that would be good for me. Um, but my spine's still a little screwed up. It, it's not as bad as it was, but I'm fearful that I'm going to get thrown off and be the next Christopher Reeve and I won't even have an entertainment career in Hollywood first. So I don't know. Uh, I, I have to do a lot of stretching, uh, not just like, uh, yoga and Pilates, but things that work. Um, <laughs> No, that's not funny. It actually does work um, if you do it properly, but it, it's easy to half-ass it with stuff like that. You can just go, oh, what a stretch. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And three years later, you'll make like one inch of progress. So you have to burn it. And you don't necessarily have to go to one of those yoga places where it's like burning inside and everything's 100 degrees. I don't know if that necessarily works. I suppose it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, but yeah, yoga for real. You don't need a guru for it. You just need to really, really stretch. All right. Thank you, San Francisco. Have a good night. David Stolowitz. Stretching his way into your hearts. Yay. Tuesdays, 10 to midnight. Uncle Oubliette. Max, Eddie, are you here? Are you in the corner? Did I see you? Yes. Your next comedian, very funny man. He's going to make you laugh right now. It's Max Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, guys. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I know we've been having a lot of fun tonight, but um, I I actually just found out my my grandpa passed away. So uh, this is gonna be. I just want to like share a little of him with you guys. Um, he actually, uh, one thing he wanted me to do if I ever like made it on TV or anything was he wanted me to recite a poem for him. Um, I'm sorry. Um, and um, is it is it okay if I do that? It's not. I mean, it's not funny it's a it's just a poem but okay thank you um all right this is for this is for grandpa let's get lost tonight you can be my black cape moss tonight 
play secretary, I'm the boss. Now, you love that line, you fucked a secretary. <laughs> but you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Thanks, thanks, that's, I could go on, but the joke landed, so. Um, yeah, um, before my grandpa passed, we were actually, uh, we were talking about trying to do a game show together, just like pipe dreams for a grandson and his grandpa. Um, it's called, Who Said It, Donald Trump or My Grandpa? Do you mind, do you guys mind if I play a little bit with you? Um, okay, um, try to guess who's, it's basically, so what you do is, you try to guess who said it. Uh, it's either Donald Trump or my grandpa. Um, so here's the first one. Um, uh, you know, Max, uh, you're like a snowflake. Uh, you're gonna fall down, no one's gonna ever notice you, but at least you get to be white. That was my grandpa. Okay, here's another one. Um, you're fired. That, yeah, that one was Donald Trump. Good job, David. Um, okay, um, we'll just do, sorry, it's really hard. This was like a big thing for us, but um, I'll just do one more. Um, okay, guess who, guess who this was? Uh, Max, oh my God, I think I'm having a stroke. Oh my God, uh, Max, can you call someone? No, wait, Max, why are you just standing there? What, are you writing this down? What the fuck are you doing? Max! That was my grandpa. <laughs> Honestly, he was a racist asshole, it's okay. But I do miss him. I do miss him quite a bit. Um, my grandpa kind of looked like Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. But if I had to say a horror movie that reminded me of him, it would definitely be Get Out. Which is exactly what he told my sister's Muslim boyfriend uh, when he first met him. So. Uh, it's weird when you have racist relatives die. Uh, it's like, oh man, I wanna feel bad, but you were kind of a dick, you know? Um, like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember the rest of that bit. Um, no, wait, no, he really died, he really died. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, give it up, we give it up for my ambivalent feelings about my grandpa, that's, uh, that's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I got here. I got here a little early today at Mutiny Radio, um, and uh, I thought the mic was from four to six instead of six to eight. So I ended up talking to a dude named Bloodflower for about forty minutes, <laughs> which is no one ever like. And that's that's a thing you see a lot. People change their names when they get into you know a different crowd. Why doesn't ever anyone ever go from like Mike to Craig? It's always straight to Bloodflower. I don't understand that. Now, maybe you just want to change your name because you don't like your name. Uh, now, I like how, um, I, like how um, I went to college and there were, uh, um, there were Chinese folks who came over to here and what they do um, oftentimes is they'll come up with an American name. I think that's fucking cool. Like um, this one girl decided, you know what, my name's going to be Shirley Temple. And I was like, I thought that was already taken, but you go for it. You do you. So uh, I'm actually going to China next year. Um, I'm gonna go for a couple months, and in order to kind of ease myself in, I'm gonna pick up a new name. I'm gonna be Shirley Temple Eddie. So uh, yeah, it's uh, trying to immerse myself. You know, it's good. But uh, yeah, thank you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, uh, I lived in Berkeley for a little while and there's a communist group in Berkeley that owns a bookstore. And I don't know if anyone's has told that, Never mind. Um, they, uh, they're doing it wrong, but, uh, yeah. Also, this isn't comedy. This is just life, but I'm really upset. I'm never going to be in Hamilton. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's going to work, but, um, I think it's cool what they're doing, like doing an all minority cast for, you know, history that was just a bunch of white guys. Uh, I'm going to do something similar. I'm going to do an all-white version of The Wiz. Uh, I'm going to call it uh, The Wizard. Um, yeah, something like that. But uh, that's been my time. Thanks, guys, so much. Max Eddie, yay! Yay! That was really funny. And he has red hair. Yay! Uh, I hope you guys decide to stick around uh, at 8 o'clock. We've got Hell Hat and... It's free for comedians. You might as well stick around. Have a good time. We're going to pull things out of the hat. Uh, there are really weird things in there today. I'm kind of excited to see what we all pull out. Also, my boyfriend Jonathan just delivered me a fish sandwich. So, wow. I feel like I'm like, anything can happen. I feel great. I ate a fish sandwich. <laughs> I feel like one of those Roman emperors that's like, no more peeled grapes. <laughs> I've had the fish sandwich. I'm fine. Uh, you're... <laughs> Is Gene Feld here yet? Where's my communist brethren? Gene Feld, did you see on the internet it said that Gene Feld was not coming? This is my, me trying to be Russian. I can't, I, Trump, he can fuck you Russia. No, I don't have a problem with Russians. Uh, I guess that's, um, look like, looks like that's it for the happy hour. That's great. That means I get to eat the rest of my fish sandwich. Yeah. But you guys should uh, stick around. It, uh, it's really going to be fun on the Hell Hat, and uh, we'll we'll see what people come today. I made, I have, uh, I've been eating pot food all day. That's the other reason why I'm in this state. I feel like I feel like I'm on Valium, but nay, none of those pharmaceuticals. No, I would never give my money to Pfizer or Bayer or any of those ERs. No, I just. Make it into weed butter. Thanks for being here on the happy hour, the happiest of hours. Again, stay tuned for Pam Texas Comedy Clubhouse coming up at 8 o'clock. And then tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, there's a show called Beef Curtains, curated by Geneva Restorta. And it's all um, people doing stories about vaginas and comedy and stuff. It should be fun. So, yeah, keep it tuned to Mutiny Radio because things are weird. Good night. Yay. bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, 
I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. 
this sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. 
We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. (laughs) 
This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the sick, sad open mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our sick, sad showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your SP 